Hello and welcome everyone. It is time to enter the Kumite. This is not a sport. I repeat, this is not a sport. I'm joined today by my friend and fellow colleague, Cole Halverson. Hey guys, how's it going? And our technical engineer, the 940 Ninja himself, Sean Myers. Today we will be discussing the return of Nick Diaz, the OG Diaz brother, coming back to fight Robbie Lawler. What a freaking fight card, dude. This thing is stacked. So Absolutely stoked. stacked. But if you enjoy the content we're creating, guys, make sure to like, share, and subscribe before we get into this. Don't be afraid to hit that little bell icon either. That way you can stay up to date with the latest Kumite gossip. Uh, before we get started, guys, I just want to give a little shout out to uh, Game Up. It's uh, Nick Diaz's uh, apparently top quality CBD company that he's been working on. Just to remind everybody that the Diaz brothers have not been uh, spending their time uh, unwisely. Game up. Game up. CBD company. Wow. Looks that legit. Is, that is the Diaz brothers for you right there. Entrepreneurs at work. <laughs> Seriously, man. I mean, they have it in their image. They, they got it in the brand. They got it. Nick said, fine, dude. You're going to take me out for five years. I'm just going to capitalize. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar to Conor McGregor being an Irishman selling whiskey. I. Yeah. <laughs> if Conor McGregor started selling stout, holy cow. Someone hit up Conor McGregor. We need to we need to influence him to start selling stouts. Stick with what you like with the platform you got, man. <laughs> I'll drink it, Conor, if you make stouts. <clears throat> but like we said, guys, you Nick Diaz is coming back for UFC 266 on September 25th. Now, this is underneath Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. And. Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy. So they're on the main event of a fantastic card. And don't get it twisted, guys. Nick Diaz can sell some pay-per-views himself. The Diaz name has a lot of traction in the MMA world. So it's a great card and a perfect fight for, for Nick to come back to. I'm really glad they didn't throw him in there with some young and hungry lion. Putting him in there with a veteran like Robbie Lawler. It's a rematch that has been 17 years in the making. It's a classic, man. Oh. It's a classic. Oh. I think that was Robbie Lawler's first loss, actually. Yeah. You think so? I, I think he lost one other time to get out-wrestled. It's definitely the first time he I'll ever I'll go back finished. and check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 17 years in the making. The last time he fought was in 2004. Uh, the first time Robbie Lawler fought someone that was younger than him. Robbie Lawler was 22 at the time. He was a young and hungry lion. Nick Diaz came in at 20 years old into the UFC. It's crazy young. Wow. Um, especially for the time. When, you know, It's in his blood, man. Yeah. He, he, he just loves to fight. It's how, apparently, it's how he expresses himself, according to his coach. Exactly, exactly. Um, Nate is always a thrill to watch, but Nick Diaz is one of my favorite fighters of all time. When I was growing up and started watching MMA, Nick was the guy to watch. He was the man, the machismo. Um, he's a very humble and modest person, though, but you would never know that if you just watched his fight promos. <laughs> he's very well-spoken, honestly. He, he really is. When he's we're, actually we're never... just explaining his life, mm -hmm. you know, he takes breaths between his words. You know, he, he takes time and uses, you know, complex facial, um, you know, facial emotions. He's and, not just... You know, all all trash talk like his brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every time I'm watching Nate, it's just. But he changed. <laughs> just yeah. birds and cuss words. <laughs> yeah. When when he was when he was a shit talker, leading up to and throughout the entire fight, 
whether he was on his back, walking you down, or after landing one of those infamous Stockton slaps, he was trying to break you down both mentally and physically. But um, one of my favorite quotes ever was from Nick's very first MMA coach, who we were just talking about it, Steve Heath. Steve Heath. And man. it kind of sums up some of the quality of Nick's character. He says he doesn't do MMA to be popular. Nick doesn't train to get a pat on the back. Nick doesn't train and fight to get people's approval. Nick does it to survive. He knows this is his one shot. Sometimes he gets upset, and when you ask me why he gets upset, it's his inability to express himself verbally. That's why he's a fighter. But when he's in that ring, he's a poet. He's a poet in motion. That's beautiful, man. Oh, it's powerful. That's beautiful. Oh. You know, the, Steve Heath, he's, he's someone who saw the potential in this guy. He saw that, that fire, you know, underneath that modest and kind of shy behavior that he has. Like, he's not going to hold eye contact for too long. You know, he's, he's a, he's a well-spoken person, and, you know, he's not actually aggressive, you know? Right, but something else that Steve Heath said was it wasn't, it, it, it's not just his, his personality or his, his, you know, his work ethic, but it's his, his natural talent to pick up a move and then do it better after the third or fourth time that he displays it better than his coach. And that's just, that's just insane coming yeah, from somebody hard not that, to notice that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but so let's get into it. Nick. Diaz was suspended for five years after testing positive for marijuana. Ridiculous. Man, in 2021, it's just almost hard to believe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it seems over the top, but that's how the, given how the world functions today. It's a weird thing for it to be illegal, but that's just how things were. Hey, he obviously capitalized it, man. Another shout-out. Yeah, right, <laughs> Game right. <up. laughs> he's, he's moving now. He, he uses it as a strength now rather than a weakness. Uh, but he did get three chances. Um, you know, he broke the offense. Apparently, his, you know, he was pretty transparent about everything after, after the fact. Um, he said when his routine was he would smoke weed up to about 10 days leading after the fight. Man. Yeah, and then apparently he had some way to clean himself out. Yeah, I'm guessing he'd, yeah, who knows at that time, like, what the yeah, thing was I mean, to clean I, yourself out. But, uh Maybe he had an inside thing. Uh, it didn't work a lot of the times. Maybe personal diet. Maybe he was just cutting enough weight to, you know, keep it off of him. I don't know. Drawing it out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Nick Diaz was honestly the first cardio king because he's not swinging for the fences with every shot. No, 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 no. no, no. But he's going to throw at 50%. He's going to stay in your face. And he's going to try to break you down. And then he's going to talk shit after he <laughs> lands like four or five, you know, 30, 50% punches. Yeah. I remember one of the first times I'd noticed him was in that lead-up to the Robbie Lawler fight. You know, we don't know much about him. We don't know that he's actually a modest person. But I remember him just throwing his hands in the air and shouting, Stockton, motherfucker! <laughs> it's awesome, man. I think he got into Robbie's head a little bit. That kind of charisma coming into a weigh-in, it's, it's, uh, it was unnatural at Be that point. Because Robbie was a monster, and so a lot of people were like kind of intimidated by him. They would at least fight cautiously against Robbie Lawler. Not Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz came in there with his hands down, putting his chin out there, baiting him with it. Oh, such a good fight. Um, this is probably going to be an ex a kickboxing exhibition. Uh, I don't... <sighs> if it goes to the ground, how do, you, how do you feel about it? So I don't think 
Robbie will go for a takedown. I don't think Nick has the capability to take Robbie down. But if uh, Robbie's trying to mix it up a little bit on the feet and you know go for a takedown and, and get Nick on his back, I don't think he wants to be there. Nick Diaz is a legit BJJ fighter. That, yeah, absolutely. He, he's like boxer and BJJ. And I don't know which of his skills or his attributes are stronger, his boxing or his BJJ. It's, in my opinion, it's really close. I mean, he was trained by Caesar Gracie, so it makes sense that he would be strong in that. And it was Hoist Gracie who inspired him to really become a fighter. He started yeah. off as a wrestler, and he wasn't good at it. Yeah, he said he never really felt comfortable wrestling. Yeah. He said he, he usually felt more comfortable going for you know submissions instead of trying to put somebody's shoulders on the ground. Then he said he saw Hoist Gracie, and he said he was inspired. He's like, I can do that. I can do that. And he he definitely can. Then he ended up Possibly finding a Gracie. Yeah. Yeah, it, apparently it was the first time he, he learned about all the, the, the big family tree of the Gracies. He's like, oh. Trying to break it down <laughs> and wonder which Gracie went where. <laughs> um, but, you know, I do see if Robbie takes too much damage on the feet, I do see him uh, – Clinching and maybe pushing his back against the cage to relieve some of that pressure because Nick Diaz is going to bring the pressure. We know that. Um, but Diaz is very savvy off his back, so not sure exactly how it's going to play out because Robbie Lawler is not a slouch on the ground in any way. Um, and I think he'd just stand up if he really is afraid of Nick Diaz okay. on the ground. So next question. How many Stockton slaps do you predict we're going to see in this fight? Looking into my crystal ball. I'm going to say see, five. I see two. You say two? I see five thrown at least. <laughs> he might throw more than two, but I see two of them landing because, um, you know, that was actually one of the one of the things I noticed in, in the first fight is that Nick Diaz was really good at timing Robbie Lawler's jab with those hooks right around, like, uh, right on the outside of that jab and over because he's a little bit taller and he's a little bit longer reach, and he was using, he's using that longer reach really well. But... Two of the major things that are rattling around in my head is just how much damage can Lawler take after he's been active in the sport and through a bunch of wars. And Diaz has had plenty of time to recover, his body and his chin. The other thing is, how good is Nick going to look after being away from the sport for over five years? You want to talk about ring rust? If, you, if, there's, if cage rust is a thing, he has it. He has been oxidizing in the backyard, like an old dog chain in some trailer park somewhere. I mean, so I guess that's the, that's the question. Is there, is there a limit to how much you know, training you should be doing, or is there a limit to how much time you should be taking off? This is, this is a good question. Yeah. Is it better to be as active in the ring as possible, or is it better to treat your body and make sure that you recover as much as possible? I guess we'll just have to see. And, you know, maybe it depends on the person, what they prefer. Some people might need to stay active to keep it in their head and, and, and keep their reflexes sharp because they're having to, you know, be afraid of their life more often, you know. And some might get content, like a fat cat, if they don't fight for long enough. Even sitting out of the ring for five years, Robbie Lawler only has four fights over Nick Diaz. He only has four, four fights fought over Nick Diaz over the past five years. Yeah, Nick fought a lot when he came into the game. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, let's bring this under the microscope. Let's, uh, let's take a deeper look um, at, at what we might see 
uh, come September 25th. I see Robbie still having trouble with the pressure. He's always seemed to have trouble with a fighter that can effectively pressure him. I mean, you saw it with Woodley, you know, explosively just throwing that overhand, you know, um, just exploding in on an overhand, really. He threw threw his hands out there a little bit to mix, you know, confuse him a little bit. Um, You saw it with Colby Covington, you know, get, get, get out wrestled, get pressured constantly. You know, punches, wrestling, punches, takedown, punching, takedown, punching, takedown. Um, and it really just threw him off, and he could never really find his way into that fight. Um, but Lawler is down for a war. Don't get me wrong. I'd say he's down for a war as long as the war is on his terms. And on the feet. And on the feet. His fights with Rory McDonald were some of the most iconic fights of all time. I do, I do see him clinching with Diaz this time to relieve the pressure. Um, and maybe holding him against a cage for some of the time, since I do think Lawler is physically stronger than Nick Diaz. Um, so in their first fight, Diaz was trying to time Robbie's jab and throw a hook around it. Normally the straight punch will be a looping punch, but Diaz did a good job at pulling back just a bit to take the power right off of Robbie's punch and use his longer reach. Uh, both guys are going to be staying busy with their jabs again. Diaz did a really good job in their first fight at pumping that jab out there and moving his arms to keep Robbie distracted. Um, you saw the same thing with Tyron Woodley. He gave him too many things to think about, and he was pressuring him. He knew the danger was coming, but he didn't know exactly where it was coming from. Uh, it was hard to keep up with uh, the timing. Um, but yeah, uh, I see Lawler waiting for Nick to try and pull the lead hand down for the straight. I see him slipping it and throwing an overhand. Or maybe he'll just throw a straight um, and not wait for Diaz because uh, he did that a few times in their first fight. But I feel like he's going to land at least one of these. Nick's going to reach for that lead hand. He's going to try to pull it down. And Lawler's going to slip that straight, and he's going he's gonna to land with that overhand. I see that happening again, um, especially with, you know, I feel like Nick's going to come out kind of similar, but I feel like his reflexes are going to take a second to, to kick back in. Um, I see Lawler going back to fainting the straight or an overhand and ripping to the body with his lead hand. Um, I don't see it doing much to Diaz's cardio, but his body's pretty lanky, so it's probably going to hurt. There's nothing you can do to Diaz's cardio. Nope. He is going to be in your face the entire fight. Triathlete. Have we looked into whether or not there's going to be a three-round or a five-round like his brother? I mean, Nate got the privilege, you know, and that always tilts the scales in the uh, Diaz brothers' favor if That's there's something I'm gonna 10 look extra into minutes for a fight. <laughs> um, Lawler needs to be careful not to overextend uh, because Diaz has some long hooks, and that's how he got knocked out the first time around. Uh, he overextended. Diaz saw it. He threw that clean right hook, long right hook, and, and, and knocked him out on the spot. Um this is a tough fight to call because there's so many variables that we don't have numbers for right now. Holy freaking cow. Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler 2 is official for a five-round non-title bout on the main card of UFC amongst two other title bouts. I can't believe it that Diaz brothers get a, a special special it's kind the of name, privilege. Man. It's the yeah. name. People want to see it. And, and I mean, this is a cardio. big fight to make. This is a big fight to make. I mean, people still remember 
Nick Diaz. He's a gangster. So let's talk about picks. I got to be honest. I haven't seen enough of Robbie Lawler's fights to really understand how he's going to fight. But either way, I would still pick Nick, Nick Diaz. <laughs> no matter how good he was. I don't care. <laughs> I've watched Brock Lesnar, and I got my money on Nick Diaz. <laughs> I'm personally going to go with Diaz via decision. You're going to say all five rounds? It's risky. He's been out for five years. It's risky. Um, I think he'll still have godly cardio, and I think he'll make Lawler uncomfortable with the pressure. But I don't know, man. Lawler is a veteran, and I don't think he's going to be so reckless this time around. The other question is, how often has Robbie had a five-round bout? He's had a good few. Yeah. He had two wars with Roy McDonald. That was a while back, though. He was scheduled for Tyron Woodley, but it didn't come out of the first. Um, yeah, I mean, Robbie Lawler's been in this, the stratosphere of, you know, elite-level competition for for a good while. You know, I think he's been on some fight, some fight nights and main events. Um, I, don't, I don't know the exact number right now. Um, but, yeah, I'm seeing this going, going to a decision. Nick was never known for his KO power, and I think Lawler learned from the first fight. I think he's going to try to play this pretty technically. Um, I think they've done a lot. I, everyone's done a lot of tape on everybody else. But I think at the end of the day, the boxing of Nick Diaz is not going to be enough to finish Robbie Lawler in any way. Um, just got to do the damage. I think Lawler kind of wanted to just get out of that last fight. 17 years ago, and he just was going for the kill, came up short, got clipped really clean. Um, but ultimately, guys, this is all speculation because we don't know what two fighters will be coming out there on September 25th. Not a clip. Robbie Lawler's kind of inconsistent. Sometimes he comes out to fight, and sometimes it seems like he's lolling in there. He's, 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 he's just going through the motions. Um, so there's... Both fighters are kind of unpredictable on how they're going to come out. Diaz could be rusty, and Lawler might have burned that fire route because he's been in the game for a very long time. But I'm so happy to see Nick Diaz back, and it honestly couldn't be under better circumstances. I want to thank you, Cole, for joining me today and sharing your insights. My guy, thank you for having me. Oh, I love these. I'd like to thank our audio engineer, the Knife Road Edge himself, Sean Myers, for the sound we're sharing here. I'd like to thank the fighters for going up on the world stage and laying it on the line. And lastly, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank you, our viewers, for joining the Kumite with us here today. If you like what we're doing here, guys, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget, this is not a sport. You don't play fight. Boom. Boom.